Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to It Is What It Is, powered by The Riot Report. My name is Josh Klein. I am managing editor of said Riot Report. Today, it is Coordinator Friday. I may regret doing the air horn noise, but you know what? It's already happened, and you've already listened. We've got Joe Brady, Phil Snow, and Matt Rule for you today, uh, talking a little bit about. Um, you'll hear a little bit from Matt Rule on how he uh, how he evaluates players. You'll hear a lot from Joe Brady. I don't know if you know this, but Joe Brady used to work for Sean Payton and uh, and used to work for the Saints. And Teddy Bridgewater was there too. Crazy. I, it's kind of been an ongoing storyline. Uh, that's a lot. A majority of. Joe Brady's press conference. You'll hear Phil Snow talk about uh, the resurgent Carolina defense and how they could be even better um, against the Saints and how he thinks that Brian Burns is due to make a huge leap over the next five or six weeks, which is really interesting. Uh, You'll also hear uh, about Sam Franklin, who's going to be filling in for Justin Burris. You'll hear uh, a lot about uh, Robbie Anderson and and some of the other players that will make a huge impact, including uh, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Drew Brees for the Saints. So uh, good listen today. Uh, And if you are looking for more in-depth analysis not just hearing from the players and the coaches, I would encourage you to check out Quick Blitz, which is on the Riot Report, uh, and One Day Contract, both of which are on the Riot Network. Uh, One Day Contract featured Kristen Balboni from the Carolina Panthers this week. Quick Blitz was fantastic talking about whether or not the Saints and Panthers were rivals uh, and a host of other topics. So I would encourage you to check out both of those things. But right now, here is Matt Rule on It Is What It Is. Hey, Coach. Uh, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, we saw uh, the social media team put out the the mic'd up video with Zach Kerr, and just seemed like a an energetic kind of guy on the field, and kind of crazy at times. Is is that kind of how he is all the time? And and how much of a of a leadership role do you think he'll assume now that KK's out? Well, I mean, uh, Zach loves the game. He loves to play. I think anything you saw would be genuine. wasn't certainly not a show. I mean, he loves to play the game. He has energy. His uh, exploits on the field goal team, the things he says, you know, uh, to the other team, you know, hey, your, your shoe's untied or take this play off. The guy's been talking about all year. I think he's a guy that the players really respect and like and uh, love to be around. So he's, uh, he's a very valuable part of this team. Hey, Coach, I wanted to ask uh, you something about what you said yesterday on watching the tape on Robbie Anderson. When you were under consideration for the Jets job, did you take an extensive look at what Robbie Anderson had done up to that point, or was most of your work on him uh, in the lead-up to free agency earlier this year? Yeah, I didn't – well, I, I didn't look at him um, prior to, 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 to taking this job and getting here. Um, so all my history with him was either coaching him in college or – um, seeing the tape of the names that was provided to us by the pro personnel department of, of which, you know, he was, he was one of the top names. All right, let's go to Jonathan Alexander and then Miles Simmons. Hey man, I uh, hope you're doing well. Um, I'm curious, will you be more likely to, um, you know, add a, a kicker when, when Joey does come back 
add a kicker to the practice squad? I, I haven't even thought about that. I, I think um, we've just been kind of monitoring this situation as it goes, um, you know, how things will be moving forward. Um, you know, it's, everything's been happening here pretty quickly, as I'm sure you can imagine. So we've been just managing the situation. Hey, Matt, uh, what kind of challenges does Taysom Hill present, just given his versatility and, and all the positions he plays? He presents a lot of challenges. He's a great player. Uh, he's a great quarterback. Um, he can line up and do a lot of things, uh, both on special teams and on offense. Um, he continues to add to their versatility of offensive personnel packages, um, you know, so he can, uh, he can play a traditional role, non-traditional role. Um, excellent player. All right, let's go to Phil Orban and then Jason Huber. Hey, Matt, I don't really know if there's anything to this, but as you're building this team, right, and you're in this kind of difficult situation all year with COVID, can it help you in kind of figuring out how your guys can handle stress? I mean, handle stress or, or handle these, these challenges that are thrown at them as opposed to a normal year if you're coming in year one and kind of trying to, trying to start from, from scratch? Um, I, I don't know if it, I don't know if it, you know, I don't know if it says a lot to, I don't know if it teaches us a lot about the players. Maybe it does. Um, I haven't really thought about it. I think it's made players who are versatile, more valuable. And I think that's a great lesson. Um, I think it's, uh, as a staff, however, I think our ability to adapt, to uh, change, to go, you know, to, to reverse course from one day to the next, to, you know, to, adapt and, and change and all, all the same words. I think it, uh, I think it'll make us a way better staff um, because uh, uh, you're having to literally day by day, make, you know, make, make new moves, make different things. And, and none of it's real easy. You have to really think through it. And, and if I could follow up, does it make it like when this is all over, can you imagine that things will be much easier and you'll have a lot less of this type of stress and you'll be allowed to kind of expand other yeah. Will it be easier to be a head coach when this is all over, I guess? And, and what lessons will you take from it? I sure hope. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'm, I mean, for what it's worth, I'm having a great time. I mean, I, I think this is, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying every second of being the head coach here and working with these guys. And that being said, the challenges are real. Um, but, you know, I think uh, I think when you've been a college coach and you've, you know, you've coached in the group of five, you've, you know, you take over a place that's in, had been a little bit of trouble. You learn to, be very adaptable and just take one day at a time. So I think those lessons have served me well. Um, but I do think some of the protocols and constraints that, that are placed upon us right now, which make it difficult. Um, I think when those are lifted, I think um, I'll, I'll have been a better coach and I think our whole staff will be better coaches for having gone through this. So from that perspective, um, I'm hopeful that, uh, that, that it will, will in fact be easier. Hey, Matt, uh, I know, I know you guys were not sure yet whether or not Michael Thomas will suit up this weekend, but aside from that, guys like Emmanuel Sanders and Traquan Smith, I mean, the receivers haven't been, I mean, Alvin Kamara's their leading receiver, you know, as productive as a guy like Michael Thomas would, but what do you see out of that receiving group and, and that you will need to keep an eye on if Michael Thomas doesn't suit up this weekend? Well, I mean, they've played four, four games in this fashion and, um, you see those guys, you know, doing a great job within their offense and you see the ball spread around 
Um, as you said, obviously Alvin Kamara is a great player and he's a focal point and a lot of plays are called for him, but, um, you know, the ball is being spread around, um, to a lot of different guys right now. And, um, you know, that's the, that's the, that's the makings of a great offensive system, a great quarterback, a great play caller. Um, so, you know, uh, Michael Thomas, you know, when he plays, obviously adds another variable, another great player. But I think what you're seeing right now is you're seeing those other guys, they've stepped up and, um, um, you know, that production that's normally, you know, gone, gone through him is just, you know, been kind of dissipated through the, to, to those other guys. Let's go to Joe Person and then David Newton. Matt, uh, wondered if you had any update on Rasul and then also what day um, are you guys anticipating uh, working in the, the kickers who are going through the testing? Um. Uh, the kickers, I think, I think they're, um, I'm not going to talk about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the testing, it's really just because of the testing date. So I think it'll be, it'll, it'll be before Sunday, um, provided all the testing goes well. And then, um, um, the first part was who, I'm sorry. Rasul. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, Rasul, you know, was not here today. He was not, you know, not injury related. Um, that's really all I can say about that. Yeah, I was actually going to ask the, pretty much the same question. Do you anticipate having Rasul on Sunday, or just gonna have to monitor it and see how it goes? You know, um, I'm not sure to be quite honest with you. Okay, and the other one I was going to ask you uh, when when the team was 0 and 2 and you saw the way they responded. Anything you're seeing similar this week and how they're responding to the loss to Chicago? I think they practiced practiced well. You know, um, obviously. Uh, None of us liked Sunday, so um, but you know, I mean, we, I thought we practiced well last week and the week before. I mean, you know, um, you know, we we just have to go, we just have to you know bring it to fresh fruition on Sunday versus a great team. But I, I've, I've liked our focus and our energy all week, and I think um, I think uh, you know we look we look like a, a good football team as of right now in terms of the things that we're doing. So um, we'll finish it up, you know, Friday Saturday and and get down there and and uh, just go out there and hopefully play a great game. Let's go to Elena Getzenberg and then Steve Reed. Hey, Matt. I was just curious, you know, if John Miller can't go Sunday, who do you, who are you kind of looking at to go start at guard, if you can say, or just how do you look at the depth you have available at guard this week? Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, you know, I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful that John will play. Um, uh, that, you know, that being said, if anything happened to one of our guards, um, you know, Dennis Daly was the starter all through camp before he got hurt. He's available. Um, you know, uh, Scott and Larson obviously are not with us right now. They've been backups. And then we have guys like, you know, Sam Tecklenburg, Mike Horton. Uh, those guys can go inside. So I think, you know, within our roster, both guys are available and not. There's there's a lot of guys there that, um, you know, depending on when when we need them would, would be really good players for us. If I can just follow up on that, Dennis is someone who you hasn't been active yet, I don't believe, for a game. Is there anything that, you know, how – since he's been healthy, how have you evaluated how he's been doing in practice? Yeah, I mean, there's 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 healthy in terms of back and on the roster, and then there's, you know, back to, back to full speed. And um, I thought, you know, he was close this past weekend. Um, he looked – I mean, he, he was he was full speed. It was just a matter of, you know, some of our other guys and injuries just needing to make sure we had other positions. Um, he's someone that, you know, we anticipated being active this week. And, 
you know, to me, you know, Dennis Daly's a starter. I mean, he was a starter all camp there, you know, just suffered an unfortunate injury at the wrong time. And uh, luckily with the way some other guys have played, he didn't have to rush back. So um, if, if, and when Dennis is called upon, I won't, you know, I won't blink twice. Hey, Matt, you, uh, you talked about process and, and, and getting better every week. And, you know, that was kind of your goal with this team was just get better every week. What do you, what do you, I know it's kind of, you're in the middle of the season, but if you look back over six weeks, what are you, what are you most pleased with? What do you, what, what things do you guys see that the, the team's got to get better at? Well, well, I'm most pleased with the growth of our defense. Um, you know, we, we, early on, we didn't look like we were going to stop, you know, make, make a lot of stops. And, you know, now, um, you know, the last couple of weeks, I think we played, you know, we played, we played good defense. We've taken the ball away. We're getting better at third down and um, doing that, you know, having, you know, lost a couple of our, you know, key players and uh, some young guys stepping up. So I, I like the mentality on defense. I like the way that they're improving. Um, I've liked our special teams improvement. Um, you know, they get better, uh, you know, week in and week out and uh, it's not perfect yet. But they play, uh, they play well, and that's you know, that's what I wanted from the very beginning. Was I wanted us to play complementary football, an offensive defense, and a special teams that all complement each other. Um, and I just think, you know, in terms of things that we have to get better at, we we um, you know we we have to be better in terms of taking the ball away and 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 um, protecting the football. When we protect the football and, and take it away, when we win the turnover battle, we usually win the game. And when we don't, you know, we don't win the game. So I just think our our focus on properly protecting the ball and, 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 and at the same time on defense and special teams, attacking the ball is something that, um, you know, we just have to make so, um, so pervasive, you know, throughout the entire franchise. Next question. We'll go to Josh Klein followed by Skylar Kellyan. Hey Matt. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about, uh, moving guys around in the lineup in terms of how many reps they get. Is that something that you see in practice? Like you, like a guy has a big week in practice and you say, we got to get him on the field. Is it things that you see during the game that you say, we got to get, maybe it's time to look at somebody else. Like how does that process work for you and the coaching staff? Um, it, it, it's hard, it's hard for me to, to, to be real specific without knowing if you're talking about a specific, you know, thing, I think, you know, in, you know, a specific situation, I think in general, um, you know, we try to see what people do in practice to, you know, project to what, what they'll do in the games. Um, once someone has a chance to play in a game, you know, even if it's a small role, if they, if they, you know, if they master their role, they usually take on a new role. So, you know, guy goes in there, he plays, three or four plays on special teams, he does it well. He, you know, maybe then he moves up and he plays 10 or 12, you know, then he, maybe he develops a role on offense or defense. So I think it's a combination of all of those things. And then obviously in a year like this where we've had, you know, some injuries, where we've had some guys go on the COVID list, you know, a lot, some guys are just moving up as a result of opportunity. Uh, that being said, um, you know, there's lots of guys on this team that, the only thing that's limiting, limiting them from greatness is just the opportunity, right? They're in a certain role. Someone else is in the role that, you know, a, 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 has a greater role. And if they ever got that opportunity, they would, they would fulfill it as well. So um, I think we just try to do a good job of having a vision for each player and where they fit, um, you know, rewarding the guys who do it right in the games and then uh, uh, having confidence in our guys whenever, um, you know, someone's injured, you know, trusting that the next man will step up. Just if I, if I can follow up, sorry, Skylar, I apologize. Uh, just to, to drill down a little bit to kind of tell you what I was, what I meant is like, 
for the first couple of weeks, obviously, or for the first probably four, five, six weeks, you didn't have a preseason. You didn't get to evaluate these guys on the field. But if there is somebody out there that, that maybe you aren't, you don't like what you're seeing out there on the field, um, at what point do you, do you make that decision to kind of peel back their reps? Um, again, it, it's just, um, it's just in relation to what the options are, if that makes sense, you know? So it's like, um, you know, if I have a certain standard for the, for what I'm looking for at a certain position and if someone's not playing to that state level, I, I keep trying to coach that guy and help find ways to get them to do it. At the same time, I also have to look at, you know, what the options are in terms of, is there someone else that could, Hey, can, can go do that? Does that make sense? Like, so if, if, if I have player A and player B and they're pretty much similar and I put player A in and, and they're not getting it done, I just easily kind of put player B in. Um, if, if I don't have a great feeling about who that backup is, then it's a little bit harder to do. So I think it's all, um, it's all sort of uh, one-offs, you know, um, that you have to see from situation to situation. Hey Matt, uh, New Orleans is has done really good at taking away the run game. I think they only give up three and a half yards per carry. Um, you guys had three point nine yards last week. Is there anything in particular that you see on film that they just do a really good job of taking away? Yeah, they're they're a good defense. Um, you know they've got they've got really good players. Um, they have a good scheme. Um, you know, as you said, they they take away the run. They limit explosive runs, and um, uh, they pressure the quarterback at a really high level. And um, you know, sometimes you have teams that, you know, they can pressure the quarterback, but they can't stop the run and vice versa. But this this is a team that does both. Um, mo- mo- they're multiple in what they do, I think, which allows them to, you know, hey, they can they can play run defense and then quickly get to a package and, and, and rush the quarterback. So there's a lot of challenges there, both personnel-wise and schematically, that, you know, we have to be ready for. Guys, we have time for three more. So let's go to Joe Person and then Jonathan Alexander and finish with Jason Huber. Matt, uh, a big chunk of, of your COVID guys are from the offensive line room. I'm just wondering how uh, kind of if you've monitored your offensive line coaches, how they're doing, and if you're able to say if if you've had any staffers uh, positive this week. Yeah, like 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 I said last week, I I'm 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 not able to talk about people in the building and their health and all that stuff. So, um, you know, it, I think you can reach out to Bruce if there's anything beyond that. But um, I'm not in that position. Hey, hey, Matt, um, is is Eli Apple at a point where he would be a full going in game, or or is he just coming off the injury? Do you want to ease him um, back in? Um, I mean, I think he's right. I think he's getting close to being ready to play. So, um, how big that role is, it's kind of like the question I answered a few minutes ago. It's, you know, it's where he is in relation to the other guys and, um, um, you know, how healthy they are. Obviously, as you know, we have, we, you know, we're looking at a soul right now and, and seeing what his situation will be. So, um, but you know, Eli, you know, Eli was, you know, he was available last week and, um, we waited one more week, and I'd say based on practice, you know, this week, he, um, you know, he's got fresh legs and he's ready, you know, he's ready to play. So uh, I think it'll just depend on, every, you know, where we are with the other guys. And, um, you know, certainly when a guy comes back, you'd love to ease him in, but but that's not, you know, that's maybe not the situation that we're in, and, and you know, sometimes. So, um, 
but I think that'll depend not on him. I think he's done everything right. It'll just depend on where the other guys are. Hey, hey Matt, I was going to ask the same thing about Eli, but following up on that, how, how kind of anxious are you to see him and, and, and how, what would he bring? Like, have you seen him kind of working with the guys so far, you know, in practice while easing back? How much are you looking forward to getting him back? Um, you know, I mean, I want all, I want all of our guys to be healthy. Um, I've seen Eli work hard to come back. So I'm happy for him that he's finally healthy. Um, you know, I just, I'm probably, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, I, I want to make sure I respect the guys that have been playing and, you know, battling and taking a lot of reps. I mean, I think they've done a good job. So, um, you know, but I'm happy, I'm, I'm happy for Eli that he's back and, and, um, um, you know, again, he has, you know, we, he still, we still have two more days of practice. You know, uh, he has to get through those and be, and be ready for the game. So, but um, I like where his head is. I like where his, you know, my body is. And, um, uh, you know, if he gets his opportunity this weekend, I, you know, I have a lot of confidence. I think he's going to play well. starting at Carolina, what stands out most? Uh, I think, uh, I think Teddy's consistency, I, I think Teddy's the same, the same person from a mentality standpoint. He's just getting the opportunity to, you know, get on the field. Um, you know, he, he did what he had to do this past year when he had the chance and with the five games. And, um, and I think, uh, you know, I think one thing everybody knows about Teddy Bridgewater is he's consistent. Uh, you know, he knows, you know, he's prepared when he goes in every football games and he makes plays when he's in those games. And so, from that standpoint, uh, that he he's who he's been his uh, his entire career, and uh, he's just now getting an opportunity to continue to build upon that. Joe, I know Sean had said uh, when you left for Baton Rouge that he thought you know that you maybe should have stayed in New Orleans that it was maybe too soon. Can can you kind of go through that decision? And was it tough at all, or was it just one of those no brainers when you get that kind of opportunity? No. Uh, uh, I think, I think anytime you have, you have an opportunity, you, you go to people that you trust and, uh, and, and just talk through things. I think uh, there's always, um, you know, I think when, when decisions come up there, sometimes there's, uh, you know, it, it's easy to see what's next and oftentimes what's the grass isn't always greener. And so you, you, you go to the people that you trust and, you know, I, I, I trust, I trusted him. I trust him. And so, uh, you know, I went with him and I appreciate the advice that he gave. Um, you know, and I'm fortunate. Sometimes you obviously got to make decisions. You know, you got to you got to pray on it and sleep on it and, and do what you, you believe is best. For, but I'm, I was fortunate for my opportunity there and fortunate to be able to, to go to him for advice. Right, let's go to Jason Huber and then David Newton. Hey, Joe, uh, when, when, you, when you look at this Saints defense, I mean, I know that there's some familiarities from when you were there a few years ago, but does it just having that that familiarity, does it make it, you know, is it kind of different for you game planning, knowing that, you know, you know, you've been able to read this defense when, when you were there in New Orleans? Um, look, I think you're familiar with some of the players, but, um, you know, I think, I think DA, you know, Dennis is a, is a great, is a great coordinator, great coach. And um, I think he, you know, he continues to evolve the identity of the defense and it's different from when I was there. And um, I think they do a great job at identifying personnel and, um, and getting the matchups that they want from a defensive standpoint. And so, um, with the exception of knowing, you know, I think every fan knows how good Cam Jordan is. So, 
being familiar with that or not, uh, you know that you know they're going to be dynamic up front, and you know they have guys that can make play throughout the defense. So familiar or not, um, you know we're going to have to see what we trust on tape and go from there. Hey Joe, uh, what do you see in Teddy Bridgewater that you also see in Drew Brees that makes both of them so efficient at, at running this offense? Uh, I think uh, I think in any quarterback, you know. Um, when you shouldn't be able to tell when you're up 40 or down 40. And uh, I think when you look on, on, on the sidelines of a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, you can't, you, you can't tell that. He's come cool collected. You throw an interception, you score a touchdown. He's the same guy because we got to play for 60 minutes. And so, um, I, you know, I think you obviously, uh, you know, Drew Brees has been able to do that for so many times. And just how they process things, they see blitzes, they're, they're able to play in the gray. And I think so many times quarterbacks, um, quarterbacks it, it's very black and white. Football's not that way. Uh, it's never exactly what we expect, and uh, the great quarterbacks are able to uh, just make decisions and process things that snap faster and, and be able to make the plays. And um, Teddy Bridgewater definitely has that uh, in him. All right, let's go to Mike Salarte and then Amy Just. Hey, thanks, Preston. Uh, Coach, you just mentioned uh, the respect you have for their defensive coordinator, and I'm just curious because you guys are in this business to compete. How much are you kind of competing week in and week out in that mental chess game of what's he going to do and what can I do to beat him? I know you're trying to advance the ball and help the Panthers win, but is there a little bit of that competitive fire in the coordinators as well? Um, you're saying it from an offensive coordinator to offensive coordinators or offense against defense? Correct. Offensive coordinator against defensive coordinator, that sort of thing, the mental chess game you guys might play. No, I think uh... – Look, I think there's obviously, you know, there's there's a scheme element of, of football, and um, but I don't, and I think it's in football you're you're competitive as it is, but it's nothing of like a hey having to prove it to a to this coordinator, or prove it to that coordinator. You're just trying to play within your system and try to attack, uh, you know, uh, things that you see as favorable matchups for you. But uh, um, from a process standpoint and from a uh, from a scheme standpoint, you're not much, you know, I, I don't get too emotional or too caught up in that in that aspect of it. Hey, Joe, long time no see. Um, uh, hope you're doing well. Um, Teddy talked about that 2018 season yesterday um, with you and then how that built the chemistry between you. Um, how would you say that that season um, has benefited y'all uh, moving forward here, even though it's been a couple years? I mean, it's huge. You, you get an opportunity to, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater comes into New Orleans and I had an opportunity to meet with him and, and work with him and you know I was still learning the offense and so being able to the, learn the you know the small details of a of, an, of a system that's been in place for so many years um, and so being able to teach that with Teddy while I was learning so we're kind of learning it together and you get a feel of personalities um, and then just uh, you know growing that entire year uh, you know it was a, a season obviously didn't end how, how we all wanted but there was a, a lot of success in that season and just seeing how you know a guy like Drew Brees approaches it and sitting in the room with Teddy and, and Taysom and, and the quarterback coach and Pete and you know, it was just, uh, uh, you know, our relationship was strong and um, I'm fortunate to be able to be with them right now. All right, guys, we only have time for a few more. So let's go to Jonathan Alexander and then Joe Person. Uh, Joe, I know there was some talk earlier that the game might be played in Baton Rouge. It's not, but are, are you at all bummed it's not going to be in Baton Rouge? Uh, I'm, like, if you guys know me, it, 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 if we're playing at our high school field, if we're – you know, as long as there's a 100-yard football field, that's all that really matters to me, getting to play football. So, 
being in the Superdome, being at Tiger Stadium, um, being here in Charlotte, you know, obviously you want to play in your fans, but as long as there's football being played, I don't care where it is, I'll be ready to go. Joe, as a guy who is kind of all about the process, as you as you often said and said earlier today, were you at all kind of dreading this week, not for, for the on-the-field stuff, but for like this Zoom meeting, for instance, and the Saints questions? And then on top of it, uh, kind of related, how tough has it been to stay within that process when you guys were in the building Monday and Tuesday and things kind of getting shifted that way? Um, look, it's, uh, I think everything is able to, if you're truly a process driven person and process oriented, um, you understand that, Hey, things are going to change. Um, and you just have to adapt and roll with it. And, um, I think, you know, not being in the office, well, we can't sit there and make excuses and we're not going to let people make excuses for us. So we're going to set up, set up at home and, and, and find ways to, to get everything done that we could in the office. And I think that that's the kind of the mindset of the guys that we have and, um, you know, I, I, I think when things change, uh, you just got to be able to just to adapt. And we knew that this was how the season was going to be. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate to be surrounded by a great offensive staff that makes my life a lot easier as well. I'm sorry, I, I, what was your first question of that? Just was there part of you that sort of dreaded this week with all the ace noise that would come with? No, I, because I, I, and you know, I know you guys you do a fantastic job, but, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of in my own bubble. So I don't, I don't hear the outside world. I don't, you know, I'm sorry to say this, but I don't read the outside world. And so, you know, I just approach it. You know, I that competitive stamina where, you know, the thrill isn't winning, but the opportunity to win again. And so, um, you know, when you when you lose a football game, you come in and you got you to gotta find out what you did wrong in learning, but you got a chance to win and you got a chance to go one and know this week. And, and so that's all that was on my mindset uh, coming into work. It wasn't about who we're playing. You know, they're nameless, faceless opponents each week. And we got an opportunity to go one and know, and that's the most important thing. All right, guys, we only have time for one more. So let's go to Amy Josh before we wrap it up. Yeah. Um, you just said that you try to keep it nameless, faceless, and you don't approach it any different. But do you, you take time, whether it's before the season or after, even during the week, to reflect on how things have kind of come full circle for you, or you try to keep that out of your mind? I, I, I try to keep that out of my mind because it, it really – it really is not going to benefit uh, benefit me moving forward. Um, you know, I have, I have a job to do. I'm the offense coordinator of the Carolina Panthers. And, you know, it's my job to get our guys to prepare to be able to execute on Sunday. And so when I spend time thinking about other things outside of that, um, I'm doing a disservice to my players and my guys in this organization. So um, I try to just stay focused and uh, be ready to go for Sunday. Hope you're doing well. Yep. Um, I assume Sam Franklin will be playing a lot more than he has recently given Justin Burris is out. Uh, what what does he do well that adds to your defense, and, and what are you in particular expecting uh, him to do? Well, Sam's you know Sam has good size for safety and a lot of energy. He runs well, so um, you know I think he adds a lot. Um, you know, obviously hasn't played a lot yet, you know, but, uh, um, you know, I think Sam will do just fine out there. All right, we'll go to Mike Salarte and then Miles Simmons. Hey, Coach, good to see you again. The, uh, the, the Saints, uh, obviously, uh, with Breeze at quarterback and Kamara and their wide receivers, as a defensive coordinator, where does it start? <laughs> where do you start breaking these guys down? 
you know, they're and they've been together a long time too. So, you know, they have all the pieces and their offensive line really works well together and they're physical in the run game. So, you know, you, you talk about their passing game, but I think the offense really, st- st- you know, is generated from the run game. Um, so, you know, they, they're they a two-headed monster. If you don't stop the run, you don't stop the offense. So, um, you know, and we all know how good they've been over the years, and, and they're continuing to do that now. They score a lot of points. So, um, how are you feeling about your, your cornerbacks rotation right now, and what have you seen from Troy Pride, um, especially in the last few weeks, that gives you confidence? Well, you know, Troy's gone in there and, 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 um, and, and played well. So, um, you know, we're kind of doing it by committee. Who's up that week? You know, we've had some um, unfortunate things in the corner room. And so, you know, um, you know, like Dante got hurt right away, you know, um, a couple weeks ago. So Troy was thrown in there. And so it's kind of been that way all season and, and the guys have stepped up. So, um, you know, which is good because more guys are playing and, you know, hopefully Eli is, we, we can get him going. And, and so uh, I think that room by the end of the year has a chance to be pretty good. Let's go to Scott Fowler and then Skylar Callahan. Uh, hey, Phil, thanks for doing this. I want to ask you about two of your young players, uh, Brian Burns and Derek Brown. I just wonder where you think they are right now and particularly what each needs to do to take the next step that you would want them to take. You know, I, I think uh, Brian, um, I think we're going to see a, 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 a big change in productivity over the next five or six games with Brian. I think he's really learning his position and how, how his uh, physical capabilities work in the defense that he's running. And um, I, I expect him over the next five to six weeks to really grow. Um, he has a lot of ability, and, and and we've asked him to do more than just one position. So I think he's coming into his own with everything, and I think you're going to see in productivity a big jump with him. You know, he's playing a lot harder the last two weeks, which I'm excited about because you know he's so you know he's big and fast, and if he plays fast, um, you know that adds a lot to what we do. Um, and Derek, again, Derek is new with this, you know, being a, a rookie. But um, each week, I think he's, you know, I, I think you're going to see a jump in his productivity over the next five weeks, too. Uh, just with his violence coming off the ball, he's starting to see what it takes uh, to win, in, 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 you know, in the NFL. And um, he's starting to do it a little bit better each week. Hey, Phil, it seems like every week that, Rasul Douglas always comes up with a big third down pass breakup or he makes a nice play on a ball, mm-hmm. maybe even twice a game. It, it, he's, he seems to be taking that next step. Um, do you, where do you think he is in, in terms of, you know, just where he is with his defense? And do you think he could get back to being the type of corner that he was back in college where he led the, uh, the, uh, led the nation in interceptions? Well, you know, Rasul's played on, uh, you know, a pretty good football team in Philadelphia and, and, and play you know he's a good football player really understands the game he's got good size um really enjoys competing on the field not nervous a bit about anybody he competes against um so you know i you know i i really enjoy being around him uh it's fun um you know when you're on the sideline with somebody that is really comfortable with themselves and 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 knows what he can and can't do um they're fun to be around so uh you know, I think, you know, based on um, how many opportunities he, get, he gets, he can come down with the football. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy he's on a football team. 
Okay, let's go to David Newton and then Josh Sims. Hey, Phil, appreciate you being here today. Um, you know, Matt, a long time, and I know I talked to you about him a few weeks ago, but this is more specific on him. What makes him unique as a head coach in the NFL that, that you see him doing that maybe other NFL coaches you haven't? You know, the, the one thing that Matt has always done, he's really personable with the players and really gets to know them. I'm not sure in the NFL, you know, um, the head coaches spend a lot of time with the, the, the guys like they do in college. Um, but Matt does that. He really gets to know these NFL players. And, uh, and because of that, you know, you know the, the better we know each other, the more things we're going to do for each other. And so um, in the way we treat each other, and he treats people with respect, and, uh, and, and, and really he, he wants your opinion, and it doesn't matter who you are. So I think they respect all that. Um, but I think that's what makes uh, Matt unique. And what about the physicality of his practices? Uh, uh, I know he, Wednesday practices in particular are pretty physical out there. A lot of NFL teams tend to back off once the season goes along. How, how has that been different from what you've been a part of? Well, you know, when I was in the NFL before, you know, after about, you know, I was in, involved with the Bill Walsh uh, system. And after eight weeks, we, didn't even, we weren't in pads anymore. You know, that was what they believed. And so, but, you know, Matt doesn't believe in that. You know, he, he thinks iron sharpens iron and, and you need one day a week of physicality. Otherwise, you're going to lose it. And I, I'm totally in agreement with that. So, um, you, know, uh, you know, you know, now we have to be smart to a 16-game schedule too, but, and he will. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I, think, I, I think what happens to all of us is we can get soft, all of us, uh, without the physicality in uh, – and that's what he tries not to let happen. Thanks, Bill. When the Saints bring Taysom Hill into the game, what kind of a threat is he, and how does he change what you guys will have to do defensively, especially uh, when they bring him in on the goal line? Well, you really got to know when he's in the football game because he lines up in so many different positions. I mean, we spent an hour trying to figure out what position we're going to call him. You know, is he a tight end, a running back? What is he? Um, so he, he, he just creates a lot of problems because he can line up anywhere. He lines up in the backfield. He lines up at quarterback. He lines up as a tight end. He lines up as a wide receiver. So he creates a lot of problems. And, and, and with that, you have 13 on the field, Thomas, you, ha, you, you know, Camara. So there's a lot of guys when he's on the field that you have to be aware of. And so it creates a lot of problems for you defensively. All right, let's go to Jason Huber and then Josh Graham. Hey, Phil. Uh, I know we've asked a lot about him, you know, the last few weeks, but one, one thing that stood out that Matt Rule mentioned about Jeremy Chin was just his, how, for being such a young guy, and, and to, to hear Whitehead mention this too, how he's kind of been the tone setter for, for the defense. What, what kind of, have you seen, you know, I mean, what kind of like have you seen from Chin with his age being so young and kind of having the impact that he's had so far? What can you kind of compare that to? Well, you know, J Jeremy is one of those guys that, um, I, first of all, he's got a lot of pride. He's tough. He's smart. And he, he, he's eager to learn. And so with that, he also has a desire to play and, and strike you. So he has a lot of things that you look for in a football player um, and a human being, period. And, I, and I've said this, I think, a couple of weeks ago. You can attribute a lot to the, uh, the people that raised him, all right? and the people that have coached him over the last six, seven, eight years. You know, I think they've done a terrific job 
um, parenting and coaching him. And so we're the beneficiary of it. So it's, uh, it's fun to be around him. Two quick things. How much time do you devote during the week to the Taysom Hill package? And how does Derek Brown's role change with KK out? Well, you know, you got to be ready. The, the big thing with uh, Hill is, is, is when he's at quarterback, you know, at the quarterback position. Because he, he does, you know, he can throw the football. So it creates a lot of problems. It's not really an imposter position. He's really a quarterback that's back there that has the ability to run the way he can. So, um, you know, you, you have to be ready for that package, and especially on third down. Because if you don't win third down against this football team, you have a hard time stopping them. Um, you know, they're based on third down. Um, and they get in those short to, to intermediate downs on third down, and, and, and it allows him to uh, get back there and have the run-pass option at the quarterback position. So, But with KK gone, um, you know, I don't think Derek's role's any different. Um, um, I, I just think Derek is learning his role better at, uh, in, in how he needs to – and where he needs to develop to play at this level. And, and he's making progress with that. So, um, you know, I'm anxious to watch him throughout this, the rest of the season. Let's go to Joe Furston and then Jonathan Alexander. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, sorry. Um, just wondering, Phil, if, um, if we might see Jeremy Chin back uh, – kind of more at strong safety this week with, with Justin out rather than the outside linebacker. And can you, you know, can you guys keep winning with the, with the pass rush being what it is? I mean, did, did you need to see more productivity period out of that pass rush? Um, Jeremy, you know, um, you know, obviously um, he can play safety and if we need to, he can. And one of the packages that we have, he does play safety. So, um, um, you know, he, he's preparing to play um, a lot of different positions because of uh, injury and, and, and things that, that are going on. Um, you know, our pass rush is a little bit deceiving. I know the first two weeks we struggled rushing. But since the first two weeks, we have pressured the core. Like last week, we had 17 pressures, and which is a lot of pressures. We're just not coming home and sacking them. You know, we missed two or three last week. And I think um, – that's been happening over the last month, but, but our pressures have been good. You know, heck, two of the games were in the 20s, which is excellent. So, um, and, uh, but we do have to get more sacks. You know, we're, we're down, you know, we only have five sacks, and, and, and the guys know that, so uh, we're working hard at it. Hey, Phil, I, I know you're a coach who likes to get to know your players. What, what do you think about Derek Brown, the person? Oh, he's great, great person. Um, you know, we, we all, and you know, he's been really well, you know, the way he's been raised, he's been raised by two parents and they've done a terrific job. You know, we have the players get up and talk about themselves in meetings and, um, and you know, he said, I don't really have that much to talk about because I've been raised, you know, he's re really appreciates how he's been raised and, and, and the schools he's gone to and everything. And he's just a terrific, you know, young man. And, and, again, that goes back to mom and dad. All right, guys, we only have time for one more. Um, so let's go to Elena before we wrap it up. Hey, Phil. I was just curious, you know, last week against the Bears, the run defense, at least statistically, had one of its best games so far without KK. And I was curious, 
what you thought worked well last week is did anyone in particular stand out to you and how do you keep that going um, in the weeks to come? Well, you know, it was a point of emphasis based on the game before we, you know, we'd given up 166 yards rushing. So, you know, we really emphasized it and, and, and not that we hadn't, but um, I think the guys really honed in um, and, and started to really, you know, look at um, staying in their gap, being tough and physical and disciplined and, and hopefully, hopefully it continues. We've sp spent a lot of time at it, at it and we're continuing to, you know, it's like any offense, if you don't stop the run and make them one dimensional, um, you have a hard time stopping them. So it's, a, it's an issue every week and, and we need to continue to play like we did against Chicago.